Hey, dorks, coming at you from the Lone Star State, a pop culture podcast about movies, TV, toys, and other dorky things with a twist of real life dad stuff, too. So here he is, Lucky the Dork Dad. This is the Dork Dad Podcast. What's up, dorks? Lucky here with another episode of the Dork Dad Podcast. And I just want to remind you that this episode is brought to you by ThreeLeggedRabbit.com. That's the number three, LeggedRabbit.com. Check it out. We got a we got a couple new shirts, so check those out. And, of course, you can check out DorkDadPodcast.com. Man, I've been sitting on this episode for about a week now. I have just been busy at home doing some honeydews. So, yeah, I've had this episode... And shit, I'm still sitting on the finals from uh, ROU Family Feud. I still need to edit that. Um, I did a little side project with a couple of local guys. They were actually on one of the other shows that I did called uh, uh, Nerd, Geek, and a Dork. Um, so those two local guys, Ian and Leo, um, wanted to do a little something together. Uh to see how it goes, we're going to call it, I think, Three Geeks and a Microphone. But, um, yeah, I haven't edited that either. Uh, and that was a while back. I mean, we were covering the DC fandom, which seems like a long time ago. <laughs> but be on the lookout for that as well. On this episode, I talked to a Mr. Nick Seidel, which... um. I have known for a long ass time. I think we met back in sixth grade. So, yeah, long time ago. Um, but I really wanted to catch up what he was doing. Um, he's been doing a lot of good things. He's got a website called Nick to the Plus where he's he's pretty much um, uh, where he provides, you know, motivation, advice on anything health and and just just living a better life. Um, he's a event organizer. I mean, he's just all about that that healthy, driven lifestyle, which I'm pretty sure we could all use a little bit of that. But yeah, I just really appreciate Nick uh, really taking some time to to talk. I mean, he, he, we get into some um, some serious stuff, you know, about uh, his past that I didn't know about. Um, he's been through some some rough stuff, probably. You know, we can relate to a lot of the stuff he's talking about that, uh, you know, the stresses of life and depression and, and, you know, you just got to rise through, rise through all that and, you know, keep on trucking and, and as Nick would say, you know, live your life to the plus. So, so we did start off with some technical difficulties, but nevertheless, we got through it. So here he is, Mr. Nick Seidel. AKA Nick to the plus.
Yep, yep. Right. I don't have a cool microphone or headphone. That's cool. It's all good. <laughs> I got a cool light. Just my cool light. But nice. That's the. I, I have a. I have a, like a shirt microphone somewhere, but I don't know where that is. It's all good, man. It's all. Uh, we're not professionals here. Uh, are we live yet or recording? Yeah. Um. How you been, man? Good, good. Yeah, I'll do a. I'll do a Facebook Live, and then I can download it into YouTube, and you can also put it into Instagram um, TV. All right. Maybe I'm a little bit more dorky than you did in that area. Huh? <laughs> uh, I like it, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll show you. It's pretty easy. I was talking to my wife uh, last night. And uh, she's like, who who are you recording with tomorrow? And I said, oh, it's an old friend from, from school. Uh-huh. And uh, I started, <laughs> we're watching some of the YouTube videos and we're getting a kick out of you, uh, you know, your uh-huh. opening line, right? Yeah. You want me to do the opening line? Yeah, man, do uh-huh. it. Let's hear it. Yeah. Good afternoon, awesome people. <laughs> this is the plus. Uh, yeah, so that's awesome. I have a story behind it. Like, I have this guy that I really um, follow, and he's like kind of one of my mentors, uh, Stephen Britt, uh, Stephen Ritz of the Green Bronx Machine. So he he was a teacher in the Green Bronx, and he discovered with growing with plants and then doing community projects like cleaning up uh, lot dirty lots and putting plants and stuff like that that he turned his his students around you know some of his students were felons and early pregnancy and early dropout and he changed all those statistics with his program you know so but anyway i was in a conference and we had never really met in person Uh but i i like his stuff on twitter and facebook and he turned around he said nick to the plus and that was like the the biggest compliment to my brand ever you know that's awesome (laughs) yeah um yeah, so I guess we can start just, uh, you know, when is it did we meet? Was it back middle school, wasn't it? Oh, I just, I just, I, I think your volume dropped out, but um, oh. I just p- posted that I'm going to do this. And I, I that's where I think I remember you from first. I think that was in sixth grade. And you're one of the first people I like started to talk to in middle school that I didn't know already. You know, I may be remembering that wrong. Now, middle school sounds right. I think uh, sixth grade, that's when I moved back f- from California. Because I, I, uh-huh. um, I went to Regency in, during elementary. I don't know what elementary you went to. but um, And then I moved away to California. I think it was around third grade and moved back. To, I think it was the end of sixth grade. So that might be right. I think I remember you. Yeah. I don't know. It's been too long, man. Hey, I don't know if you have to look at your computer, but I can hardly hear you. You can hardly hear me? Yeah. My volume's all the way up. Uh, let's see. I don't know what's wrong. Let me um, let me close it. And, am, uh, I, am I coming through okay? Yeah, a little breaking up sometimes, but um, you're good. Yeah. Now that's better. That's better. All I right, maybe I'm now. just... Uh, 
Maybe it was too far from the mic here. Yeah, yeah. So, cool. So we known each other for a while, but you know, then uh, the real life happens, and we we end up doing our own things. But um, man, I always thought I always admired uh, Mr. Nick Seidel growing up because uh, just I always thought I was gonna see you in the Olympics one day. Yeah. Man, because I remember yeah, well, remember going to the track meets and like he would just blow everybody away, and I was like, man, this guy's gonna be this guy's gonna be huge. I'm seeing him in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, me too. At one point, and I can kind of go through a synopsis of, you know, um, I guess part of me being a dork is analyzing my past life and what how we think and do things now, you know, and how past things affected us and how we act and stuff. So that's, that's part of turning to the plus. So would, would you like me to go through that? Yeah, man. Tell me, tell me, yeah, tell so, me all about Nick to the plus and, and how you guys. Okay, started okay, I'll tell you the short. So I am coming out with the book that will go in more detail and all this, but I'm not quite done. I'm still in editing. But yeah, so as Lucky mentioned, you know, in middle school, I discovered I could run, you know, and through high school, you know, I just kept developing that. But, um, you know, I was, I guess two of my biggest um, uh, memories is, you know, running my freshman year in varsity district and winning varsity district as a freshman. And running a, a three, a four thirty-one, four thirty-three, something like that. And so that was pretty epic. And then, then I went to Las Vegas and I'd done some half marathons, and I, I broke an, an age group national record for the half marathon at, at fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen. You know, I was probably one of the best half marathoners of that age, you know? So like you said, I was on track to, to maybe go to the Olympics, you know, and that was the idea, you know? Yeah, man. And so I heard a podcast with Apollo, Apollo Ono. Do you know who Apollo Ono is? Uh, ice skater, right? Or. Yeah. And he also, after he was retired, he did the Ironman. He trained for the Ironman and he was basically a sprinter, you know? Yeah. So, but he said, you know, if he lost something, his, his mind would be screwed up for, you know, days or weeks or probably, you know, permanently. He's like, um, cause his, he was so pressured to perform and always be the best and stuff, you know? And so I could really relate to that because, so what happened to me, I was involved in two car accidents. Ooh, uh, the first it. one basically g- gave me a uh, nerve damage in my left leg you know, that, to this day, I can still feel it, you know, mm. but I've learned to overcome it. And then a second, I bash my head into the windshield and I have chronic neck and left shoulder pain, you know. So that, so when you're coming from, you're identifying yourself as Nick the Runner and everybody knows you as Nick the Runner and that's pretty much, you put all your eggs in that basket and then the basket breaks, you know, your your persona or your identity just kind of evaporates from there, you know. 
And so I think uh, back then I started a, a depression, you know, and Apollo even mentioned, you know, once you've done all these performances and you're the best speed skater in the world and then the Olympics are over, it's like, well, what now, you know? <laughs> you know? Yeah. That, can you relate to any of that? Yeah, I mean, I didn't I didn't realize um, you were in those actions. Was that like somewhere after high school or pretty soon? Uh, my It was, I think, the end of... My either yeah the end of my freshman year and then one in my sophomore junior year. Mm. But yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it might have been the first one. Might have been at the end of my sophomore year because I I did went to state in cross country my sophomore year, and after that I couldn't because I couldn't perform the same way. Yeah, mm. so the the my sophomore year was basically my peak of my running. That um, that sounds like a lot of these uh, you know, stories of college athletes too. You know, they're expecting to go to the NBA, go into the NFL, and then they, you know, they have a, you know, a career-ending injury, and then like you say, like, now what? You know, so I think yeah. it's always you were in football. You were in football, right? Yeah, but you know, uh, I was, I was small. I mean, I, I'm not small, but I was short compared yeah. to everybody else. Um, yeah, so yeah. I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna move on. Obviously you can't be in the NFL yeah. as a lineman, um, shorter than six feet, but, <laughs> but, uh, it was fun, you know, it kept me occupied. And like I said, I remember seeing you at all the track meets and I did shot, put. I never placed of course, but you know, it was just yeah. out there to do something, keep busy. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. but yeah, it's, it, it's, I guess if you can give advice to anybody, it would be to have a backup plan if you are going in the athletic route. And I think that's why a lot of, um, you even see a lot of professional athletes, like even though um, a lot of them may have got drafted early before they graduate college, there are a lot of athletes that go back and finish their degree and and just making sure they have something Mm -hmm. else because you never know what happens, you know. Yeah. But I just, you know, with recent events, with um, all that's going on with professional sports, I just kind of really, you know, I, I think, I think, I don't know, we, I don't know how many people really think deeply about things, or that they, you know, look at something and then they kind of make an, a lot of people make a decision early on. But me, the way I think about what's going on is like what we're talking about. You know, when you're a young kid and you are somewhat good in a sport, you know, there comes a lot of expectation and pressure, you know, to, you know, the, the end of the golden road is to be a pro athlete, you know, and, you know, a lot of little kids kind of have that, you know, idea, oh yeah, if I really work hard or if I'm good enough, I can be a pro athlete, you know, and then, like you said, if an injury comes along or they just don't make the team or, you know, something else happens with family or whatever. And then psychologically, I think that messes a lot of people up. And then, you know, but we all have something that we're good at or something that we're here for. And to everyone be put on a pedestal where you didn't, you didn't make it to this level. So, you know, your worth isn't as great, but I like to look at it that we all have the same worth. It's just, the exposure or what 
what we're involved in, you know? Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, kind of um, what made me think of something when you were talking there is, um, you know, kids thinking, okay, if I work hard and I do this, then, you know, I'll make it. Um, what do you think about, like, um, society today, you know, um, we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings and everybody gets a trophy, right? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about that because when we do that, you figure later on, they think, okay, if I just do uh, mediocre work, I'm going to get rewarded, which we all know that's mm-hmm. not the case. You know, you really have yeah. to put in an effort. And I just think, yeah. you know, I know we don't want to put our kids down, but sometimes... I think you need to tell them, hey, that guy is better than you. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. And I step beyond giving everyone, every kid a trophy is like during their experience, during the season or the training or whatever, that, you know, the focus is, you know, you're here to put in the effort and to be your best. You know, you're, you might not be the best, but after this experience, you know, you want to try to be your best. And at the end of the season, if you you and the coach agrees that you put in your best effort and you were your best this season, then you get the, the trophy or whatever. You know, it kind of changes the focus of it, you know? Yeah, but um, I do recommend, though, any kind of uh, athletic equipment or even, even just being part of a team. Um, I really think uh, people should consider that for their children um even if they're not the most athletic you know just just that camaraderie Mm -hmm. i think kids nowadays with all their electronics they 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 don't know how to socialize anymore and team sports team sports are a good way to to get that out of people you know being part of something bigger than just you yeah yeah so that's a great point let's talk about nick to the plus man um yeah Oh, so after those car accidents, you know, high school kind of ended and I, I wasn't the best student and I was thinking like, well, where can I go from here? And I don't know if you remember at the end of high school, they gave you a big sheet with all these things that you could do, Yeah, yeah. you know, and I looked, I found massage therapy and part of me getting better from my injuries was massage therapy. And so I said, oh, I could get into that, you know, so I did massage therapy for 10 years and um i kind of you you learn more of you know mental healing and physical healing you know all of it it's you know you kind of get into that world that there's there's a lot of things you learn you know some of them some people might say oh well that's fruit some are frou-frou like my my sister does energy work called reiki Um, you know but some people might think oh that's frou-frou but you know there's some science behind it but then you know, I also uh, got into this product, Juice Plus, and it's basically uh, dried, uh, vine ripened, dried, juiced uh, in a capsule to get all your micronutrients or phytonutrients or plant chemicals that you need for your body. You know, it's not to replace fruits and vegetables, but it's to bridge the gap, you know. So that really helped because I was in a depression and I even. Uh, establish some stomach ulcers from the stress or the depression and that product really helped me with that you know so that was back in 1994 or something 
But uh, then, you know, I was, so after high school, I didn't go to uh, college right away. I just focused on that um, massage therapy and co coaching, personal training, you know, trying to stay within my passion of, you know, health and fitness and activity. And so, um, so then kind of, you know, we all have ebbs and flows, right? Have you had any midlife crises? Uh, yes, yes. Um, you yeah. talk about depression. I, I've been there, man. I, I've, I've had my share of roller coasters here. Yeah, but I think we all go through our challenges. You can't really live life without screwing up here and there. You know? yeah, absolutely. So sometime in high school, this buddy of mine, uh, I won't name him, but came up with this bright idea to build an oversized firework, like a pipe, a PVC pipe about a foot long, fill it with uh, gunpowder, uh, cement bolts ends, put the caps on the ends, you know. Mm. And this thing sat in this truck for at least a year, at least through one Texas summer, and it was just sitting back in his truck, and I'm surprised it didn't, like, blow up in the high school parking <laughs> lot or something like that. But um, all all of my main uh, issues, and especially legal, seems to happen right around July, between July 4th or my birthday is July 19th, right? Mm. So this was after high school. I think it was like maybe 97 or it was a week or two before I was 21, I think. But, you know... We get history and numbers mixed up in our head. I, I know that I don't remember everything exact, you know. But uh, it was a week or two before my birthday. We took this thing out of his truck, and we put it in a mailbox and, and lit it. And that thing blew. I mean, when that went off, I said, oh, if, you know. <laughs> like, and this was in my neighborhood. So it kind of all scattered. No one really showed up, you know, the next day. Uh, the arson department was coming around asking questions. And I don't know if you know this about me, but, you know, I, I like to think of myself as, you know, pretty honest, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm you know, I like to think that people will treat me the same way I treat them, you know. And that's gotten me in a lot of trouble. So with this arson department, I, I can you hear me? Hey, you broke up a little bit, man, before you started uh, confessing here. Uh-huh. Uh, where'd you leave where'd I leave off? You started talking about the arson department coming by. Yeah, and I, I confessed fully with, you know, telling the full truth without a lawyer, and I learned that's not the best <laughs> way to go about things when mm. you're in a legal issue. Mm. You, know, you only want to tell them what they know, yes or no not the whole story. <laughs> so I, I pretty much took that whole rap. I was on probation for four years. Wow. And uh, that's when I kind of started to figure out I had an issue with drinking or, you know. And so in order to stay, to look good in front of that judge, so you, things happen and you you can they can either get worse or you can either make a good this decision and make your life better right right so that's kind of what living to the plus is but uh th this is not what i created to the plus so i had to make a choice and i decided to go to college to look better in front of the judge you know right i still thought of myself as a poor student 
but I needed to enroll, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the things with addiction, they tell you, you know, new places, new friends, new playthings and stuff, right? So I moved to College Station and um, went to Blenda Garden. And that was the year that the the stack fell for the, the, oh, the bonfire. Uh, bonfire, right? Yeah, so I experienced that whole thing. And it was horrible, you know? <laughs> I was going to say, that wasn't you too, was it? No, I was... <laughs> I would drive by it every single day, and it looked like an ant pile. I said, "Man, there's a lot of people on that stack, you know." And mm-hmm. sure enough, they 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 skipped the safety step, and it fell. And there are twelve kids that died. Man, and that, yeah. So, do you remember that, or? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That's uh-huh. that's pretty crazy. Yeah, um, now they have a memorial over there. So, yeah. Talk about uh, so make you alcohol addiction. Uh-huh. Um, I think, you know, when we're kids, when we're young, we do stupid stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that's just a part of life. You know, I think we all have to go through something that they want. That something, something's always there to to trigger. Okay, I need to I need to start being an adult now. But um, I think we've all yeah. done stuff like that, man. Um, yeah. I don't want to say well, I don't want to say stuff that I've done, but uh, <laughs> yeah. uh but uh, let's let's just say I've done uh, some things that probably are not legal either. So yeah, well, I've learned. You know, I mean, the stuff's in my past and. You know, sometimes it come, may come and haunt me, but if I tell a story, you know, someone might hear it and, and you know, think about it or improve or ask me questions, you know, to help them. You know, if it can help one person, you know, you've done a good deal. Yeah, that's what it's all about, man. Did, did that all come out? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's so, all about, um, sharing knowledge, you know. Um, uh-huh. especially, um, to, uh, kids, right? You have, you have boys, right? Yeah. I have two kids. Um, well, kind of going to order after college station, uh, I ended up transferring to Texas state, uh, for the sole purpose that they had a triathlon team there. They were the only school in Texas that had a triathlon team at the time. And, I was getting into triathlon. I'd, I'd done a duathlon in College Station, and so that that was a big part of my life is uh, getting involved with the triathlon team. And then eventually we we have had the uh, annual fundraiser. It's the Texas State Sprint Triathlon. It's it was the only time people were allowed to swim in Ocarina Springs, wow. and. Uh, over the past 20 years, I've been involved with that race, and we had to, um, of course, cancel it this year because of because of Rona, Rona. Yeah, that sucks. Which man. sucks. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know, so I got into event production. I had my own business, Sidel Productions, and I was up to three triathlons and two runs. Wow. And then, <clears throat> but uh, so I did get married. And, um, 
Well, th- I go more into detail in the book, but it's just, you know, uh, you, you you need to find that person, you know, you, if you just jump into something real quick and you think you love someone for this reason or not, you know, I think uh, a lot more people should spend more time exploring relationships and connections and, you know, just signing a piece of paper and having a ceremony doesn't make it that you're going to have a great marriage, you know, so... Yeah, I hear you, man. Would you have anything to say about that? Yeah, like my wife, um, we met in high school. She went to Judson, uh, uh-huh. uh, but we met, I don't know if you remember, I worked at the Galaxy, where the theaters. Oh, uh, yeah. They recently, I love that place. They recently, there, right? Yeah, they recently changed the name back to the Galaxy, so that's cool. Oh, wow. But, um, yeah, so I knew my wife, or I met my wife, um, in high school, well, well, we were in high school, and mm-hmm. after high school, I got a, I got a job offer in, um, in Fort Worth. So, at that time, we were still going out, but I just kind of cut ties. Um, it was uh-huh. kind of seemed kind of a dick move at the time, but um, uh-huh. again, like you said, I kind of just wanted to make sure. There was nothing else out there, I guess. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so I was in Fort Worth yeah, for about, yeah. I was in Fort Worth for about three and a half years or so, and then I got laid off. Um, that was right after nine eleven. So, uh-huh. uh, I got laid off. I came back home to San Antonio, and I decided to get back with my old girlfriend, which is now my wife. Um, so, yeah. so in other words, I, I had my fun in Fort Worth for a while. I got to see what else was out uh-huh. there and I realized, um, yeah, she was, uh, she was probably the one. So, uh, yeah, so yeah. now we're married. So yeah, more of a process like that. Cause I, I got married after seven months and we we're really different. You know, we had that first attraction but we learned pretty quickly we were different. Um, my, my life was tri- is, is triathlon. You know, I just, that's, I, you call yourself dork dad. I call myself a tri geek cause I'm not the tri- type of geek that can regurgitate all kinds of information and facts on people and brands and shoe, shoe brands and all that stuff. But I just, I'm a geek within the lifestyle. You know, I just right. love the lifestyle of training and, you know, being active and going to the races and meeting all the people and stuff like that. And that's got to be a, that's got to be a good stress reliever, isn't it? I mean, you're on your own, you're on your own. You're just focusing on, on getting to the end. Yeah. But in event production, you know, there's a lot of responsibility and time and planning and commitment. And that soon to became a competition between my wife and triathlon you know, so mm. I, I you know it was like me it's my lifestyle but she thought it was a competition for her love or her time or whatever which kind of you know soured the marriage but we were we ended up being married for 10 years and we have two boys so river is now 16 he's a concert violinist nice. uh, he just got his license uh, he's um, working at the Grease Monkey, changing oils. Nice. But uh, he's also worked 
with the company I work with, High Five, we, we put on the Austin Marathon, the, all the major running races and triathlons in Austin. And so since he was like 14, he's been getting paid for working events. So he, he's a good, good boy, you know. And then my younger son is Mathis. He's 12 years old. You know, he likes video games. He's he's a bit of an artist. He can draw and stuff, and so he's still looking for his passion. I think. You know? That's that's another thing you mentioned. Sports for kids is, you know, I don't care what you're passionate about. Just find something that you really love to do that you're good at that makes you feel good. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like uh-huh. I talked about my my oldest is a senior this year. You know, he's in the band. Uh, he plays trombone. Uh-huh. Uh, my daughter, she's been doing competition dancing since she was five. Her, her love is tap dancing, but um, yeah, she just yeah. she's gonna be a freshman this year, and you know she just made the uh, high school dance team. My youngest, you know, we're still trying to figure out what he wants to do. He's all into Fortnite yeah. right now, you know. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So talk about event production, marriage, and then you know. Uh, so I was, I got a job at HEB and I was only going to do it for a year so I could focus on my production business, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, so, uh, I was with HEB for 10 years, start, starting in the mailroom and always, I still have that thing where, you know, Michael J. Fox, Secret of Success, you know, <laughs> yeah. you seen that movie? Yeah, it's a great like, movie. Like, in the mailroom, man, I'm going to have a Charles Butts job, like, you know, in a year or two. <laughs> but it didn't actually work out that way. But um, yeah, and then I just I learned, went into the so the print shop and the mailroom at HEB are connected, and I learned the flexographic printing press. Uh, that's it's a press that makes all the labels. So if you go to the the milk carton shelf, you know the you, it's kind of like a triangle sticker. You know what I'm talking about the yeah, yeah. milk. We started printing those, but now they probably print anything that sticks on with a label. But uh, they can do film and all that stuff. So I did that, and then um, the print shop that I work on, we became um, a, you know, a, in safety. So you, you've heard of OSHA? Yep. So if you have a really safe place, you can go through OSHA through this process called uh, Voluntary Protection Program or the VPP. And so it's quite an honor, um, you, know, um, accom- you know, accommodation for being a safe work location, you know. That's Sometimes awesome. you'll go past oil refineries and you'll see a flag, a white flag with, and it says VPP or something. That's what that means, right? So that gal that was a safety person went to the meat plant because the meat plant is the most unsafe plant, you know? So if we get, put a good safety person in a unsafe place, maybe they'll get safer. <laughs> so my plant leader said, out, Hey Nick, you have a degree and you like health and stuff. You want to be the safety guy? And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> and so that kind of opened a big can of worms. So you learn safety, you learn process improvement. I don't know if you've ever heard of something called six Sigma or success. Yep. It's all about process improvement and, you know, and so I got a, another basic college education and all that manufacturing, lean manufacturing, the Toyota way, 
you know, so <laughs> funny you mentioned you learn that. a lot of, huh <laughs> funny you mentioned that i am real familiar with the toyota way oh do you work at the toyota plant yeah i work at the plant <laughs> you're breaking up man um they still have that and on okay i'm oh, sorry yep i'll try to move to am i good now yeah okay do they still have that and on system where all right i lost you completely all right you froze up man uh, can you hear me now all right now i can all right sorry about that all right now can you hear me yep all right sorry about that i was asking about the and on system and the song is it playing you know what to do yep yeah yeah it's still that yeah i thought that was the coolest or the annoying it is pretty annoying but yeah <laughs> but, it, but it, it's smart the japanese are smart you know? yeah i've learned i've learned so, a lot i've learned a whole lot uh working there yeah yeah so you understand i mean there's just a whole world of manufacturing and safety and process improvement it's pretty amazing yes yeah. So, um, so then kind of my second challenge, well, uh, so at some point my, uh, my ex-wife decided to leave me and, you know, I'm not going to get all, into all that, but that kind of still, you know, kind of put me in a depression. I ended up having my younger son for two years and she had my older son. Mm. Uh, but then I just, I'm, I made, poor choices with women and this was a time where I kind of like you know what you were talking about in Dallas you know right and you know women and drinking and uh then uh so 2014 July 4th again so I told you in July is when I get in trouble (laughs) (laughs) but I was I was good for about 15 years but got popped for a DUI with with my kids in the car Mm. you know so what I learned from that, you know, um, yeah, a lot of people drink a few and then they drive. Right. And I was in, it was a 4th of July family thing by the river, you know, um, at one point I had stopped drinking, you know, you know how you're getting out of the river and all the rocks are slippery. Yep. I was doing that. I had two dogs in one hand and my dad's girlfriend on another hand, trying to help her out of the river on slippery rocks, you know? And so I didn't think my, uh, what do you call it? Um, when you, when you drink or what's it called? Oh, dang. Do you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) When you're drunk? (laughs) No, uh, your capability, your man, you know what I'm talking about, right? I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll come up with it in a minute, but, you know, I I could walk. I wasn't um, staggering. I was and then I ate and I gave it a little bit more time. And then you know, most people don't know their uh, drug alcohol or alcohol level. You know, when they're getting the car. You know. Yeah. And but I got popped, and you know, so that kind of really is where I almost you know came to hitting bottom. You know. 
Mm. Um, I actually kept my job for five more months until I had to, I got into a program called a challenge court. And, and so, um, this is another real big issue of me, the, the correctional system, you know, most correctional programs aren't mandated to, um, recover or you know redevelop people to go back into society you know it's just punishment you know right and we spend a lot of money on that and it's it's not it's not beneficial for that person or society um the function that our current correctional systems do right so this challenge court was a progressive program where it was you know I lost you again, man. Now you froze up on me. Give me, um, give me a few minutes. I can, I can plug my phone into um, what I'm recording onto, and I'll, I'll get you that way. Okay, hold on. Yeah, I can edit all this stuff. <laughs> Don't worry about it. This works, man. It's good. Cool, cool. Yeah. So where should I start off from? Um. You're talking about, what are you talking about? Um, the DUI and... Yeah, the correctional facility and... Yeah. Froze up. Okay, so yeah, I went through um, this program called Challenge Court, and it focused more on recovery and rehabilitation and support. You know, it had a judge, a probation officer, and then uh, the DA and, and community members that were... Um, part of the program, you know, including a psychologist and all that stuff. So you had a lot of resources, and you know, it was really helpful. And I think they should have more programs like that in in our correctional facilities, right? But yeah, so I also went through rehab for 30 days, and that's why I lost my um, job at HEB. But a mm. uh, quick quick fact about that, so. The facility was out in Center Point near Fredericksburg, mm-hmm. but they had this a complex, and like they had actually had a trail all the way around it, and it was like a a one k one thousand meters, you know, just under a mile uh-huh. to to run all the way, and so I, you know, me being me, I was like, well, every day out here I'm gonna run a lap, you know, so I built up to thirty laps, and it ended up being like. You know, so 30K, it's around 18 miles or something like that. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so just in circles. And I, mean, I guess I could um, tell you, did you hear anything about my circle running or my lake swimming? No, I haven't. So kind of similar to that, you know. So part part of being the plus, and so I, I developed being to the plus in recovery, you know, because I was like, man, I'm like at the lowest part of my life. I lost my marriage, lost my kids, lost my job. You know, I could either be real pissed off or depressed or, you know, I could make the best of this, you know, learn from this and, you know, pull myself out of it. So that's kind of what living to the plus or Nick to the plus is all about. right? But I think I mean, every, everything that we go through is makes us who we are, I think, you know? Yeah, yeah. But you, we all have a choice to either be bummed out and make the situation worse, or, you know, be positive about it and look look at 
what's what we're grateful for and what what we can learn from it and how we can get better from that experience. Yeah, and you know, I, like I said, I've had some downfalls myself. Just um, I don't know if you call it a midlife crisis or just um, just feeling stagnant. You know, just being the feeling of being stuck where I'm at. I'm not yeah. going anywhere um, and just settling for what I have. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it's tough because as much as I like my job, you know, I'd definitely rather be doing something else. But at the same time, you know, you have responsibilities, you have a family and mm-hmm. and, and just all those pressures, you know, it's like, um, am I being selfish selfish to want something else um, yeah, no. while I'm not thinking of, of my family? Or mm-hmm. there's just a lot of different ways to look at it and it's yeah, I was I was in a I was in a rut for a, a good long while and then mm-hmm. I just realized, you know, I just I I gotta I just gotta keep on trucking, you know. Yeah and, yeah. and things will come and like this whole podcasting thing has helped me. Um, mm-hmm. You just have to find a distraction. Um, yeah. For you, it might be running and swimming, biking, and or just you know doing your uh, YouTube videos. You, ha- you have to have some kind of release, some kind yeah. of uh, something that takes you out of uh, the real world. I guess you you yeah. could say. And just but um, also creating or having some kind of outlet. Where you can be creative or feel like you're producing something, yeah, it just so kind of opens up your mind, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, but so you understand. I mean, I'm I'm in the same spot. I mean, I mean, I like my job and it's a good, decent job, and we're I'm doing really good at it. But it's like I'm bored, you know, because I want more challenges. And then, but you know, like so, like you, I'm trying to build, you know, side things and side income and side activities where you feel fulfilled, you know, and like you're doing, you're doing something in life. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I have this and I also, um, I started a t-shirt company. It's called three legged uh-huh. rabbit t-shirt oh, cool. company. Yeah. Um, you can look that up. It's the number three legged rabbit. It's kind of a play on, on my name. Lucky, you know, rabbit's foot's yeah, good yeah. luck. <laughs> um, yeah. so that's cool. I got that going and, you no, know, along the way, I try to help other people out too. You know, um, mm-hmm. as much as I can, with if, yeah, either within podcasting, helping other people out on other shows, or or just helping other people, um, trying to get things done, trying to do what they want to do. You know, um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I try to do what I can. Uh huh. Yeah. So, I was gonna tell you about the my so part of. So the plus is challenging myself because I've always been an endurance athlete and this this is probably what my second book is going to be about. It's called like for first finishing and the overall experience, you know. Mm-hmm. So in my, in my career I had, you know, great accomplishments and finished first place and right. And then a lot of the culture now is just, well, I just want to finish an Ironman or finish a marathon, you know. And there's a whole kind of thinking behind that that I want to get into in a book. But then what I've found is, like, 
you know, you don't have to pay a thousand bucks to do a race and, you know, hotel and all this stuff. You can go in your own backyard and challenge yourself, you know. So that's, I created the Hill Country Playground Company. So I have, you know, Nick to the Plus brand and I'm also trying to develop that, that concept and that idea. But what I did to challenge myself is so, I don't know if you know, but uh, the Guadalupe River from Canaan Lake, and then there's different sections of the river that are dammed up. So there's Lake Dunlap, uh, Lake, Lake McQueenie, mm-hmm. um, uh, Lake Placid. So there's these different lakes, right? Uh-huh. And so I said, well, I don't think anybody's ever, like, swam them, you know? Like, and I have this whole thing about swimming upriver. I don't like to swim downriver. I like to feel the current against me and swimming up rivers. Mm-hmm. So these are dammed up lakes, and there's not a whole lot of current. But um, two two years ago, starting in October, I swam uh, Placid and then McQueenie and then Dunlap and then finally Canyon Lake over a two two month period. Right? Wow. And I also did it during the winter, so um, I think Canyon Lake was a couple week, a week or two before Christmas, and it was the water was fifty six degrees. <laughs> oh and that man! Was, that, that's an eight mile swim over five hours. So I really had to go to a place in my head to you know one. I was like. You don't freak out that you're going to freeze to death, and you don't freak out that the water's 150 degrees <laughs> or 150 feet deep, you know. Damn. And so um, you kind of get into go to a place in your head of, you know, acceptance and accomplishment and that you have to push past, you know, these limitations in your head or your phys- physical limitations, you know. Yeah, I couldn't imagine that. I mean, you know, we used to go to Landa Park all the time. You know, what's the mm-hmm. water like? Seventy degrees there. It's like, yeah, that, that's, mm-hmm. that was cold for me. <laughs> yeah, I was. I had a wetsuit and a neoprene cup. But I, so I was going to attempt this again and do all of it sequentially with runs in between. But um, and this young man um, named Ryan Belkey, he he passed away of cancer, he was a, you know, a college kid, he had actually borrowed my bike to go to college nationals, mm. and he, he battled cancer and lost, you know, Man. so I was going to do it again and kind of dedicate it to him, but that's when Lake Dunlap broke, you know, mm. do you remember that happening? I don't remember. I'll send you a YouTube, but, you know, it's a 90-year-old dam that's been through t- 20 floods at least. And it just gave out, and the whole lake drained. Mm. So I kind of put a damper on my my plans there. So, but Ho- uh, hopefully we can I'm get not- back to some normalcy uh, and can start things back up again. Yeah, but a, a second challenge I did was: Are you familiar with the New Braunfels Circle or Square, um, where there's the gazebo and those yeah yeah, um, yeah. war memorials and all that stuff? Yeah. So that inner circle is an eighth of a mile around, and it it was it was an idea for a couple of years, but in 2019 I was just well, I'm gonna run 2019 times around that circle, 
(laughs) (laughs) And so if you do the math, uh, 2019 with an eighth of a mile, it it works out to like 256 miles. Wow. So I I did, I was shooting to do it in like 10 or 20 days and I ended up doing it in 24 days. But I averaged about 10 miles a day. But awesome. I didn't get a lot of publicity out there. Like people saw me all the time and would honk at me, but I was trying to raise money and you know I, I started a what do you call it? Um a crowd rise. It's GoFundMe bought it, but it's more not like instead of raising money for yourself, you're raising money for specific charities. And so I started that, but it's hard getting people's attention and getting people's money, man. <laughs> It is, man, but that that's an awesome feat. I mean, yeah, you know, if you got anything going on in the in the future here, just let me know. I'll do whatever I can too to to help promote you, and get get some eyes on it. You know. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, I still have I have some plans, and you know, Rona kind of messed things up, but <laughs> but uh, Good. yeah. So that you know, that's basically it. I mean, you know, now I'm just trying to figure out. Um, you know, before Rona, I was thinking about changing how I do events because holding a triathlon, you know, there's liability, you have to get, the permitting is always getting more difficult, there's more housing developments and so more traffic and, you know, um, I'm wanting to do more smaller events like weekend long experiences, either retreats or tours or like I'm saying, like challenges you know that's it's not necessarily an Ironman but you're gonna go out and that weekend you're gonna go to that place in your hands like well can I do this you know and yeah. you know where you would push you beyond what you thought you were possible or but have an experience you know you ever uh, consider um like the smaller ones like the, the maybe the the everyday person can go to that these three k's or like mm-hmm. the, the mud runs I actually did one Back in the day, uh, which yeah. is fun, which is fun. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and it gets. We actually did a whole group of, from work. Like we had a big group go out, and and I don't know. Those those are fun too. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't yeah, know. Yeah, cha- challenging experiences. Yeah, yeah, pushing mm-hmm. yourself. Uh, I'll send you a a neat picture from that run we did. They actually uh, took a picture of our group. Um, it's actually a picture of me. They're trying to help me get over this this, this big wall, but uh, yeah, it, it it was a good time. Uh, it's about team building too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Work, working as a team. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's basically Nick to the plus. You know, I'm just always trying to get better, be positive, like you. You know, help help people yeah. as best I can. I really dig um, your YouTube videos. I mean, you're you're putting yourself out there. You're trying to inform people to stay healthy, stay motivated, and keep moving, and um, mm-hmm. maybe teaching them something that they didn't know, or or you know something new that that they can that they can use in life. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, I think after this whole Rona, I mean, what. I think it's going to be really important is, um, you know, connecting with more people like this and in person and and building community and really focusing on lo- local local development because, 
you know, as we're seeing, you know, all of our systems are so ginormous. You know, they're, you know, they're too big and they're going to fail, you know. Yeah. And it, they're not benefiting everybody. They're benefiting a few people. So if we develop more local programs and local development and, you know, focus on that, that local support and a community and the individual, you know, I think that's a, a key with the whole racial issues, you know, because we want to, you know, group people in in a you know a category, you know, the black people or the Mexicans or, you know, the dorks or whatever, you know, yeah. <laughs> the Re- Republicans, the Democrats, but you know, we're like I said at the beginning, we're all individuals that we need to you know focus on who we are and what what our contribution is and what our neighbors' contribution and values, you know, and not categorizing them, you know. I think that's a big part of the issue. Absolutely. I mean, we're all we're all just people, right? In the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, but that's about it, man. I mean, I really appreciate your uh caring. Yeah, man. Um, like I said, I wanted to one, I wanted to catch up with you. It's been too long. Um, I know. I know we, you kind of reached out to me a while back, and we just, we never, we never got together. And, yeah. And, um, yeah, but I, it's I, hard. <laughs> it's hard, you know. Like I said, family, you got responsibilities, and, but, but I definitely, uh, anything you got going on, man, I, I'd really like to help out too, and, um, you know, in any way I can, whether cool, it just, cool. Promoting it on the on the site or or, or whatever you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll I'll promote your I already tagged your, but I think that's a cool name, the Dork uh, Dad. You know. Yeah, um, I mm. said it a lot of times before. I I, I named it that because I wanted to get my kids involved, but um, uh-huh. they they just weren't having it. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so it's just me. But yeah, well, b- before uh, before you go. Uh, I like to do a thing I call Dork Dad Questions. Okay. And um, they're just 10 random questions. There's no right or wrong answer. Just, you know, some are silly, whatever. But uh, you ready okay. for these Dork Dad Questions? Are they the same every time? No. No? You change them? I change them up. Maybe something to tailor who I'm talking to. But Oh, okay. Cool. All right. You ready okay, for Okay, yeah, I'm ready. Re- ready. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Question number one. What is your favorite vegetable? Um, I'd have to say, let's see, dang. Um, hmm, I don't know. It's hard. <laughs> I guess uh, fresh, something fresh. I mean, like picked out of a garden. Anything fresh. Yeah. All right. The fresher, the better. Yeah. I like zucchini, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like zucchini, peppers. If zucchini not and too broccoli. Hot. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Number two. Okay. If you could go back in time to witness a historical event, what would it be? Um, I mean, I mentioned my story about my car accidents. I think if I could go back and tell my my six, fifteen, sixteen year old self, like, don't get in the car with another teenager that has less than a year of experience. <laughs> and I think I try to tell that to 
my, I tell it to my kids and I tell it to any parents or kids, don't don't let your kid get in the car with a inexperienced driver because, I mean, that, it changed my life, you know. Yeah, like my son, he's 17 and I, I, I still worry sometimes. I mean, he, he basically just drives to work and back, which his uh-huh. work is maybe two miles away. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I still get worried, but uh, because uh-huh. I know how I was uh, as a young driver, and I'm just assuming, or hopefully he didn't inherit my uh, my dumbness when it comes to driving. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's what I do. All right. Let's see. Number three: Fuji apples or Fuji bikes. Um. The the Fuji ones are real kind of tangy, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Hmm. I think I'd go with a bike, yeah. All right. But, I mean, that that's not the best brand, but, I mean. No, 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 I'd go with Apple. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd go with Apple. All right. Yeah. What what's what brand of bike do you sport? Uh, My bike? Yeah. It's a felt the uh, triathlon bike. All right. Yeah. But you always want a new one. Oh, yeah. I, I was riding. Okay, this is kind of dorky. I was riding yesterday, and I didn't know about these, but both both the people I was riding had them, but they have these th- radar things that you can put on the back of your bike, and it'll, like, beep, or it'll show up on your display or whatever that a car is coming. Really? Yeah. Huh. And it reads it like maybe a fifty to hundred meters away. I know so I have that in my cool. I know I have that in my truck, but do you mind tell you my last exciting story about riding? Go ahead, man. So I'm gonna start. I'm starting to ride my bike to work at least two to three times a week. Mm. I did it once last week, but I didn't have the lights, you know. Uh-huh. I have this mentality that I'm a cat. Because, uh, you know, I'm just, but anyway, um, I'm in on a country road at five o'clock in the morning, completely dark. And, you know, I'm just, I'm afraid of dogs because I've been chased by dogs twice in the past month. And I was like <laughs> trying to check out for dogs and I heard this rustle and all of a sudden like a whole family of wild boar crossed my path, you know, and they're like, <laughs> They're squeaking, and I'm like, go, 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 just go. <laughs> I almost lost my, you know, swallowed my shorts there. Uh-oh. Yeah. That's but uh, one of them was actually as big as my bike, man. They're big. If I was three to five seconds faster, man, they would have. I would have been lunch meat. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's see. Question number four. If you could talk to animals, what animal would you want to talk to? Uh, I think dogs. I mean, I think they'd have the most to say. You know, cats would be kind of moody. You know. Yeah, cats are, cats are jerks. Could, I, I think you could learn a lot from a dog. I know my dogs. My dogs are so observant. Like, they yeah. just watch every little thing that we do. Mm-hmm. But then you might just get bored. They <laughs> would keep rambling. Yeah. But yeah, I think dogs. 
All right. Let's see. Question number five. If someone asked you to be your apprentice, what would you teach them? Um, I think just uh, challenging yourself and overcoming challenges and, you know, having more confidence in yourself. You know, basically, you know, coaching them through what I've learned of psychology and, you know, um, that we're all capable of doing more than we we think we are. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I was going to mention, um, I know you see uh, your kids doing um, triathlons too, right? Like a... Uh, they haven't done one in a while. My my son uh, did the one I I put on at Texas State. He did it last year. I think that's great, yeah. man. Yeah, they're not as into it as I am, but they yeah. completed it though, right? Yeah, they weren't long ones. They were more of the short ones. That's yeah, but cool. I think I think my son at one point he said he wanted to try one of the long ones. So that'd be cool. That is cool. All right, let's see. Uh, Number six. If all of the states in the U.S. were represented by a food, what would Texas be? Uh, A chili pepper. A chili pepper? I think so. A hot one? Habanero? Uh, Yeah, something hot. Are you into the spicy stuff? I mean, I think when I was younger, I I liked it, but man, sometimes I put a pepper and I think I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> you ever watch yeah. um, Hot Ones? You know what that is? No. Uh, I think it comes on TV now, True TV maybe, but uh, on YouTube there's a mm-hmm. thing called Hot Ones where they have a lot of celebrities and they go through like a a whole spectrum of different uh, hot sauces. Like they're eating hot wings at the same time. It's uh-huh. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Yeah, some need, of the I need to check that one out. You'd be surprised. Some of the celebrities are kind of uh, babies about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh Let's see. Number seven. I don't know why there seems to be a lot of food things here, but <laughs> uh, n- number seven. What is your most impressive go-to meal that that you can cook? Um. I don't. I mean, the last one I got it pretty good, but I like putting um, a bunch of potatoes, sweet potatoes, and all the roots I can get a hold of. You know, so yeah, radish, um, uh, you know, onion, all, all the roots. You know, so root roots are good carbs. You know, yeah, and so um, and then trying to do a curry with that. Nice. That's kind of my favorite original. Like thing that I do, I think I can get down with that. Yeah, it's real good. My wife don't like curry, but I do. Uh huh. I figured out like I think it's cumin or oregano go really well together too. I like cumin and like um, curries. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And let's see number eight. If you could replace a part of your body with an improved mechanical version, what would it be? 
I'm kind of interested in that Neuralink uh, that Elon Musk is working on. Have you heard about that? No. What's that? You haven't? Mm. He's basically working on something you can put into your school and it's, it'll, you know, so, you know, our phones are basically AI, you know, they're an extension of our knowledge, you know, right? Right. Because you can look anything up, right? So, but, you know, texting and scrolling through Facebook, it's all very, you know, our bandwidth to absorb or put out data is very limited, right? So with the Neuralink, it's basically, you know, like, um, wait, like, you know, you can see or think the thing, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, it's connecting you to the data, you know, huh. where, like, kind of like the Matrix, you know? That's, you know? that's scary it's in kinda, a way. It's, it's kind of scary, but, but he also mentioned that eventually they'll be able to, you know, reroute so that you can see if you're blind or that you can walk if you're paralyzed or, you know. So, so it's like, I don't know if all that's true, but and it probably won't happen for the next five or ten years, but I think that would be pretty cool. That's a little Black Mirror, like you see that show Black Mirror? I know, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I mean, but I, I agree it's, it's a little bit scary, but I think, I mean. Some people might think it's the whole thing about um them trying to put microchips in everybody so they know where everybody's at and i know yeah it's a little bit different but other than that i would replace my like left hip and leg because that's where those car accidents affected me mm. i mean it's not horrible i mean i can walk and i've done iron man's and stuff but it's still a limiting factor and it don't help we're getting older man <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> Yeah. But that's life. All right, all right. All right. What would you replace? Um I'd say my legs. Uh-huh. <laughs> um yeah. I just I need to I need to work out my legs a little more cuz um yeah. I'm a I don't know if you know I, I'm diabetic so uh uh-huh. I got poor circulation in my legs, but you know I walk a lot at work. But it just um, yeah. Yeah. Do you ever wear those compression socks or something? No, I mean it's not it's not to that point. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, I can definitely feel a difference in my legs. Yeah. Cool. All right. Let's see. Um, nine. Number nine. Nine is a one's got to go. Right? Okay. So one's got to go. We got the Super Bowl, the World Series, or the NBA Finals. Oh man, um, I don't know. I don't know if you saw my recent post, but I post some controversial stuff about <laughs> you know. I've never been real a huge fan of professional sports because, like we we were spoke, speaking about earlier, you know, I think it messes some kids up, you know. <laughs> With yeah, that absolutely. expectation, or with, I think they're for sure put on too high of a pedestal. You know, I think we should go like I'm saying, more local. You know, tell tell me what I'll answer the question in here in a minute. But like, um, what what do you think if the system was redesigned like this? Because 
So Teresa, my girlfriend, her her dad was on a, a local New Braunfels farm semi-pro baseball team. Uh-huh. You know, what if there was more focus on not national or you know the superstars, but there's more local pro teams. You know that the you know it, you know like so. You know, over the past five years, the top high school football players would, you know, be on the pro team or whatever, right? But then, you know, they weren't wouldn't be as famous or wouldn't be paid as much, but they were also involved in the community as, you know, helping develop the local football programs and being involved in that and promoting it. And then so that's their kind of pipeline to the to the farm team, you know. Yeah, I think that And then and then local local businesses would support it and sponsor it and be involved and you'd ha- you'd create a network with the local businesses and then all the community would be involved and somehow, you know, I think it would be pretty cool. Yeah, I think that is cool. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, when it comes to professional sports, I mean, yeah, I mean their their athletic ability is a big draw to mm-hmm. people and and the business, but I, it's it's really hard to justify. At least me that these people make millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I get it, I guess you know. But what gets me yeah. is there there's certain players or people that really appreciate uh the sport and mm-hmm. and then there's some you know that are just they hold out for more money and they're like they they're just in it for the money and just yeah that's that's the part of professional sports I don't like yeah yeah you know people always dig on the spurs you know we were always mm-hmm. the the good guys or the goody two shoes mm-hmm. yeah but i think um that whole organization you know they 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 found players that were in it for the team, you know. Mm-hmm. Manu always, you know, riding the bench, you know. Um, he he didn't care about starting. And, yeah, you know. Exactly. Always hear about Spurs players taking pay cuts so they can bring other people in. It's like mm-hmm. no, no one else out there does that, you know. Exactly. And, I mean, how much money do you actually need, you know? <laughs> and half of the people that have that, they don't they don't know what to do with it and they end up throwing it away where, you know, why yeah. can't some of that money go to more, more people to benefit more people instead of just being wasted, you know? Yeah. That's, that's the worst thing when I, when I hear them say, well, uh, I need to, I need to provide for my family. It's like, um, how many more millions do you need? I mean, uh-huh. mm-hmm. I mean, but also, but also the thing is that, you know, they're, they're sports, you know, and sports are supposed to be synonymous with health and good practices and activity, and right. And I'm, I'm, sh- there's programs out there that the NBA and the baseball and the basketball all reach out to communities, but what is, what is their actual effectiveness in local communities versus their potential, you know, to get on to the TV and, you know promote local activity and promote, you know, eating healthy and 
healthy activities versus all their sponsors are, you know, Coca-Cola, McDonald's, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And really. it's all about it's all about the money and the marketing and what what the bottom line is versus what what's how's this actually benefiting the people, you know. I don't know, that's kind of the way I think about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. But man. with this with this whole Rona, you know, I mean, being in safety and understanding health and fitness, you know, I think we've done the whole everything backwards, you know. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not saying, you know, don't say mask or don't say social media, but I mean, I mean social distancing, but also, you know, in February, March, the president should have come on the TV like, hey, this thing is coming, you know, it's a known fact that we're most unhealthy and weakest and, you know, pity party country in the world, you know, I'm, I'm a fat ass, I eat McDonald's, but I need to get better, so let's start a, um, you know, get healthy America campaign, you know, yeah. you know, and he could have even had fun with it and made it funny and, but you know, no, we don't see any of that stuff, you know. No. It's so all about the it's all about the mighty dollar. I know. And, and so. what and what's in it for me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, y'all have safety at the Toyota plant, right? Oh yeah, we're all. We're all safety out. I mean, I have to wear a mask, a face shield. Um, uh-huh. That was before Rona. Oh well, no, right now during Rona. But I mean, yes, yeah, safety is our number one priority, even, uh-huh. even before before this. I mean, y'all did you wear PPE before that? Oh yeah, we, you know, especially uh, the group that I am, I'm in. You uh-huh. know, we got hard hats, safety glasses, mm-hmm. works, safety vests. Mm-hmm. And you, you have to check those out and keep a kind of a log of when you use it or how old it is and the, yep. the standards, right? And then you received a training for that, yes, right? yep, to, on how to use it properly and how not to use it and when to exchange it out or get a new one, right? You yes. got, but none of that was done. It just wear a mask, you know. So that's my biggest issue being a safety guy is like we don't have any standards, we don't have any training, we don't have any checklists, you know, everybody's wearing it wrong, you know. It's just like it's just kind of a joke when yeah, you when you look at it from that perspective. Yeah, I mean if we dive into that, you know, it's you know, a lot of places, you know, you're required to wear some kind of face covering. I mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we were at the store the other day and this there was a guy that literally had like a, a hairnet over his face, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, I, know, right? I could tell the employees like wanted to tell him something, but you know, he uh-huh. he does uh-huh. have something over his face, which yeah, I'm not really doing anything. Yeah, but I'll get back to the question. So, the Super Bowl is actually the third best day to run a ride. It's, it comes after New Year's, Christmas, and then there's a the Super Bowl because there's less traffic. <laughs> so that's the one I wouldn't get rid of. All right. <laughs> so that's the way I'll answer, I guess. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um. All right. The last question is kind of a um, finish this line, right? Okay. All right. So uh, don't worry. Be what? Um, live to the plus, man. All right. 
<laughs> live to the plus. That's that's how I close out all my videos. Here. Live to the plus. All yeah. right. Yeah. Hey man, it was real good um uh talking to you, you know, yeah, getting yeah. back in touch, figure out what you're going you got going on. Cool, cool. Yeah, before you go, why don't you tell everybody where they can uh, find you and find Nick to the Plus and all that? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so my email's Nick to the Plus at Gmail. Uh, my website's Nick to the Plus dot com, and pretty much on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram. Look for Nick to the Plus. All right. So, but all yeah. Right. Cool. Well, Again, it's been good talking to you, man. Great. Well, I appreciate it. And stay safe and stay healthy out there. All Live right. To the plus. <laughs> You've been listening to the Dork Dad Podcast. Please remember to follow, like, subscribe, and share with your friends. Until next time, keep it dorky.